A fabringen, in Yiddish a term meaning a joyous gathering, but it's really so much more. It's insight, it's inspiration, it's the bottom line. Join Rabbi Levi Avtson, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for the Fabringen, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, good afternoon. Hope you're well. And it is good to be back here on this Tuesday, post Chag. And it's great to be hearing myself in double. Um, no, thank God, it's good to be here and we are privileged and gifted to be able to share another um, for bringing with you. Incredible month of Chagim. We had an incredible month of inspiration behind us. And now we are in the first day post Rosh Chodesh. Um, and we are in the month of Mar Cheshvan, in the month of Cheshvan, in which we now go on and try to unpack what this month is. And without a question, this has been for many of us, if not for the majority of us, the strangest by far um, Tishrei in our lives. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Simchas Torah, and now we are trying to reintegrate ourselves and bring it inwards and trying to t- allow it to take over our lives in the best way possible. So that's really what I want to explore. You know, I've said it before that although I've been 10 years in South Africa, just celebrated that 10-year milestone for me personally last week, my wife and I, um, it's still, I still struggle with the seasons because having grown up in the Northern Hemisphere, the Chagim come and that's pretty much the beginning of the school year. All schools, high schools, universities start in September and they pretty much go till June, July. So that's the, that's the headspace versus over here. That's pretty much now is exam time, wrap up the year. Everyone's planning their holidays locally, of course. And it's wind down time or crunch time in business. But it's a very different energy. It's like the, the end energy. There's a very different energy in the beginning and there's a very different energy in the end and we're right now in the end energy and that's what um that's what this place really uh it has and it's it's been an interesting and still uh interesting journey of trying to find that shift to try to find the balance to try to find the answer of how to take the chagim that we just came out of and to integrate it into our lives in a way that's actually real like is is it about Filling the holidays? Is it about, um, you know, having a powerful December and that's what we're supposed to take the inspiration from? Is it supposed to carry us through December and straight back into the new year? It's a different energy, but obviously everything in this world is run by God and that's the energy that we're at. That you come out of Chagim and you go straight into exam period. But I, I want to explore something different and that is that we just started the Torah again. Last week on Sunday night, Simchas Torah, we had the ending of the five books of Moshe, we finished the last parsha of Azayi and we started again Breshit. And pretty much the cycle is that every single year we go through the five books of Moses. It's the only book that we really go through in a year cycle like that. I mean, we go through the Siddur, um, but like each day has its own service, but it's not a cycle. And 
Many people will go through Tehillim, that's a monthly cycle or a weekly cycle. The Chumash is this unique category that's a yearly cycle. And no matter how many times we've done it, God expects us, uh, Torah tells us, to revisit it again, to show up again for the Parsha of the week and re-explore Adam, Eve, Noah, Naama, all the characters of, this, uh, of, of the Torah. Start off with the stories, then go into the story of the Exodus, then go to the story of the, of the giving of the Torah, and then the building of the Mishkan and the sacrifices. Some of it is dramatic, some of it is just technical, some of it is um, repetitious, seemingly, until you explore it from a deeper perspective. The Torah is a, is a full-on experience. You know, if you only listen to the first three months of the Torah, you think that the Torah is a storybook. If you showed up to the Torah in March, April, May time, you might think that the Torah is a law book. Etc. Um, if you show up in uh, maybe August, September time, you might think it's a uh, admonishment book. You know, the Torah is the full picture. But each year, Hashem comes and says, "The 53 parshiot of the Torah, go through it again. Start from the beginning and go and learn and explore and dig deeper." And you ask yourself seriously, how many times does I read the story of Noah? How many times? But what's amazing is that, yes, the answer is how many times. A, I one time saw a thought Lubavitcher Rebbe said. He gave it in the context of a certain river that the prophet Ezekiel, Yecheskel, said a prophecy. And the, the, prophet, the, the river was called Nahar Kevar, the river of already. And the Rebbe said that basically what Ezekiel was there to tell us is that don't ever say that you already heard it. No, no, no. The, you've been at this river already? Come again. And the Rebbe said, it, truth is, if you show up and you hear something and you say you heard it already, you never even heard it the first time. Because if you really understood it the first time, you'll realize how much more there is to unpack. And I have to say, it's so true. I mean, personally, I haven't been through the Pasha a gazillion times, but I've been through the Torah 30 times. And... You read it. I mean, there's no question that reading the Torah in the era of COVID, it's a, there's different lessons to unpack. There's different narratives to, to, to delve into. It's a different storyline that, that's talking, but also based on the stage we're in our lives, based on our wisdom, based on our, the other knowledge we've gained during the year. We show up again and, and the Torah talks in a fresh voice. It's absolutely incredible how it does that. It talks to the fresh voice. You know, I enjoy reading certain books more than once. But I can't say that after I enjoy it, you know, that the second time I read it, I realize there's much depth. It's a nice novel. I just like the characters. So I read it again, but there's no major insight I didn't see the first time. With the Torah, on the other hand, there's this incredible power that each time you see it from a different commentary, you see it from a different perspective, there's a different part, a different verse, a different word that calls out to you. And what I want to explore for the rest of the show really is how important it is that we commit ourselves to go through these cycles, to learn the lessons that Torah is here to tell us, because there is absolutely um, so much for each and every one of us to learn, and let's explore together. We just started the Torah again, and that's what we are here to do. We're here to explore Torah, each and every one of us, in our own way, together. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. Hey, welcome back. This is Rabbi Levi Avtson and we are here uh, talking about Torah learning. But I, I want, let's go into one direction 
this is a time of the show usually that we just try to zone in and explore from a deeper perspective. So let's do this. Um, the, the, the perspective that I want to take is I want to focus on the idea of context. What do I mean context? Many of us know a lot, but often we don't know what we know. One of the things that's amazing about the South African Jewish community, one of the things, is how absolutely incredible the level of knowledge is. And people know an incredible amount, just a fascinating incredible amount of, of, of knowledge. And yet, often we don't know where to place it. So we know a lot about Moshe Rabbeinu. Where do I place it? I know a lot about Avram Avinu. Where do I place it? I know a lot about Miriam. Where do I place it? Maimonides, etc., etc. King Solomon, David, Michal. Where do I place all the knowledge I have is really one of the big struggles that we have. And far be it for me to explain why God does certain things, but I, I, I believe that one of the reasons that we are told to repeat the Torah every single time again is, besides all the lessons to be learned, etc., is to remember the context, to know, to know the story. And, and I'll give you an example from a, a personal journey I've been through. I've mentioned it before that one of my side passions is genealogy, just trying to understand where, what the, the life stories, you know, my family comes from. And we've shared over the, over the past year, especially various elements that I've discovered, some of them amazing, some of them heartbreaking, etc. Now, I then shared the information with a lot of family members and people, you know, that, sh- that share the same background. And what's amazing is that when you're able to place everything in order and suddenly, oh, that's my grandfather's family and that's where they come from and that's what happened. It doesn't only offer, you know, clarity. It, 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 it allows all the information to settle in, in a, in a healthy way and to be able to actually create a narrative. And I remember reading a study. I, I, I wish I could actually send a link. Maybe I'll Google it during the break. I remember reading a, uh, a study that showed that one of, according to the study, was the biggest. But you know, every study says it's the biggest. The biggest factor in determining a child's sense of self as they mature into adulthood is how strong of a narrative they have of their past. In other words, do they see themselves in the link of a chain? Do they believe that they come from somewhere? Do they come from a tradition? They come from a culture? They come from a family? They come from a style? And that sense of belonging is so deeply influential in our lives. And whether the, the study, you know, I can find it or not, it definitely resonates. There's no question that the stronger a person has an affiliation to their family, to their community, to their faith, to their to their background. Not in an exclusive way, I'm better, but no, that's my story. And I often tell people, my child isn't the best child in the world, but he's my child. But there is no best child in the world. Each parent is supposed to look at the child and say, my child, you know, and I'm supposed to invest. But even the question, who's best, is irrelevant. That's my child. So too, this is where I come from. This is my story. And you have your story. And we come from a, a background. And... 
to understand that story is so important. We we often go and we'll listen to a nice lecture, you know, what does Judaism say about, I don't know, transplants. You know, we've offered various lectures in our shul and many shuls offer various interesting topics that bring crowds. And it's amazing. And, and that should continue, at least on Zoom for the meanwhile. But there is an incredible need to actually understand our story, not just to get snippets. Oh, what Judaism says about this, what Judaism says about that. You know, like after Unorthodox came out on Netflix, everybody, let's explore the Haredi world. It's all cute and it's all now everyone's trying to explore what's going on, etc. Is it a few extremists? Is it the whole community? I could say for a fact, you know, having many family members in the Haredi world, that most of my family is keeping the protocols. But, you know, these are like snippets and they're curious and we all, we all have a curiosity to something novel and current. But you don't create a narrative that way. There is a need besides all that lectures and stimulating information and, you know, catchy um, lecturers coming and from overseas and really slick titles and, you know, the whole game of marketing that so many, you know, in Jewish outreach and inreach are so involved in. It's all great. But there's also a need for us to actually understand our story. And there, there is no short way of doing it other than each year sitting down, opening the chumash, and going cover to cover. Obviously, there's many other stories that are important. There's the books of the prophets. There's the stories of the destruction. There's modern history. There's how things um, played out, etc., 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 but there's no question that the single most important foundational story of our faith is in the Torah. And that's what God put in the five books of Moses and tells us to study every single day, every single week, every single year, and make a whole to-do on some Torah about it, etc. This is the foundational text. It cannot be read without commentary. It cannot be understood fully without the, you know, the explanation of the Talmud and Medrash and, you know, Shulchan Aruch, body of Jewish law and Jewish mysticism, etc., but you start from the head and then you start exploring it. You start from the basic understanding of the five books, which is usually put down by Rashi, the, the foremost commentator from the 11th century, and then you, you, you go and explore. And an interesting journey that, you know, a few of us have gone on is I, I during Chagim, I was thinking that we're starting the Torah again. Let's actually go through the Torah as a group together. So, uh, we put together a WhatsApp group. Currently, it has about 150 people, and it's a podcast on Anchor and Spotify as well. And it pretty much is the idea, let's finish the Torah in a year. Each day of the year, we are going to learn one aliyah of the Torah. Um, each parsha has seven aliyot, and that splits to the seven days of the week. And there's an ancient Jewish custom, specifically, you know, I mean, not specifically, but a lot of intent, a lot of attention was given to it by the sixth Chabad Rebbe, the seventh Chabad Rebbe, the idea of learning the daily Chumash. But it's an ancient Jewish custom that precedes it by many years, and that is seven days a week, seven aliyot and a parsha. You read an aliyah each day. Some aliyot are short, and that could take you two minutes. 
some aliyahs are quite long, especially if you do it with Rashi's commentary, and it could be a solid 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes at times when Rashi, you know, feels the necessity to explain things which are, you know, hard to understand. And you go in a 12-month period, you show up, and you learn the entire body of the Jewish, of, of Torah Shabbat of the written law. And it's incredible. And what's been amazing is to see the feedback of people, many people who have already gone through the Torah many times, and yet you learned it again and in the context of every single day, and suddenly things start falling into place. You're moving relatively quickly through the stories, so it's not like you hear one shear now, and then you hear another shear in six months from now, and you're struggling to get the dots. Last week we explored creation. Last week we explored the sin of the golden, I'm sorry, of the tree of knowledge. We've explored the first murder we explored the genealogy and the descendants of Adam. We explored the moral decay of the universe, this, uh, of the people. This week we continued with that, and that leads into the flood. And today is the fourth aliyah, uh, sorry, Shlishi. It's the third aliyah, and we, we read the story of the, the actual flood, how it plays out, and the, the, the story outside the ark, the story inside the ark, you just go through it, and obviously there's more questions than answers, and there's so much room to explore, and there's so many great websites to explore on yourself. I mean, Chabad.org, Sepharia, um, Rabbi Sachs has incredible articles. There's endless quality material. Aish has quality, or Sameach has quality material on the parshas, and you just go... I personally enjoy Sepharia because what you could go on is you could go onto a verse, and then on the right of the page you'll see resources, and you could then press all commentaries instead of one commentary at a time. You could see literally what 30, 35 commentaries say on this verse, and some of them are in Hebrew. Many of them actually translate into English, and it's just, it's it's mind-blowing. It's just amazing, and you go through the Torah, and, that, and that's really something I, I really hope I can make an impression because we're still at the beginning. We're only, you know, 11 days into the new cycle of the Torah reading. That. I encourage you, find find the time in your day, 10 minutes a day, either learn it by yourself or listen to a podcast. Um, do something that allows you to actually go through the story once. You know, there's a great there's a great saying, which is unfortunately true, and that is, ignorance is bliss. But I've really come to believe that as much as ignorance is bliss, knowledge is much more um, blissful and much more meaningful and much better and and fundamentally um you know we need we need to know friends that's really what i what i would want to say we need to know our story yes it's good to have a teacher yes it's good to be able to reach out to somebody when you have a question but the basics the basics of our story it's so accessible it's in every language there's a gazillion translations of the Chumash. The, of the Torah, there are the content online, endless. Go through and learn your story. Your learn your space. Learn where you come from. If you want to check the podcast, it's called Daily Chumash. Finish the Torah in a year, and you can find it on some of the platforms. Explore. Dig deep. Besides that, you get to learn, live with the Parsha of the week. So this week is Parsha Noach, and the rabbi gets up on Friday night and says, 
And this week's parsha, and that's a cue, by the way, to fall asleep. Oh, no. But actually, you won't fall asleep because you actually know. You show up on Friday night and you actually know, okay, this week's parsha is Noah. And yes, is he going to talk about the story of the ark? Is he going to talk about the story of the Tower of Babel? Is he going to talk about the flood? Is he going to talk about the Noahide laws? Is he going to talk about the rainbow? Is he going to talk about the birth of Avram? Avram being thrown into the furnace? Avram and Sarah, their marriage? What's he going to explore? It's all there in just one partial. Okay. And there's an interest. But then that, that, uh, that first sentence in this week's partial doesn't sound like, uh, What's it called? A melatonin to put you to sleep. But rather, it's there. It's like, okay, based on the knowledge and what you've explored during this week, now let's show up and actually go deeper. And that's really what Shabbos is, that you've learned the Pasha throughout the week, and now you're not getting introduced to it, but now you're able to dig deeper and hear a beautiful insight on it and hear a beautiful, oh, wow, the commentary said that. I didn't realize, etc. Explore. There is so much knowledge on our fingertips today and more than ever before with the computer in your in your hand you have access to knowledge if you don't know where that is talk to somebody who does and they'll just guide you and then you're on your own you find a website and you learn how to navigate it and then all information's on your fingertips never before in history was so much torah available in english never and literally never Almost every single major book, in, not almost, it was probably every single major book um, of, of the foundation of our faith is translated. Okay, maybe the, the, the in-depth Shulchan Aruch that a person gets for rabbinics is not, but the entire Talmud, the entire Mishnah, multiple translations. Kabbalistic texts, Hasidic texts, um, commentaries. Just the massive publishing houses, whether it's Feldheim, whether it's Arts Girl, whether it's um, Koran, etc. There's so much content. Go study. Let's learn something. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson, and again, we are exploring as we're beginning of a new Torah cycle, the incredible gift of going through the Torah. And, you know, having done it um, for many years, as I said, the Labarach Rebbe would strongly encourage, besides um, together with St. Tehillim every day and learning a portion of the Tanya, he would encourage, and later on he encouraged to study Maimonides, he would encourage each day to study the Chumash of the day. And in the Chumash of the day, to find insights that talk to you. Because nothing is by happenstance. Nothing is by chance. And very often, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, when he would have a fabringen, when he would, I mean, that's why I did a terrible attempt at using my the, this show called Fabringen to, in some way, at least um, in a tiny way, to hopefully connect to those fabringens, where the Rebbe would share his wealth of insight uh, on Torah. And very often he would say, okay, so in the Chumash of today, and try to find a lesson for our time from today's Chumash. Because if Hashem, not if, because Hashem runs this world, every single detail, that there is nothing by circumstance. So if today is the third day of the Parsha of Noah, and we are studying um, the story of the flood, then each and every one of us, as we are going through the third Aliyah of the Parsha of Noah, 
there's something that Hashem is talking to us. And if you, you really believe that, you'll see a message. I shared this on Friday night with my community that often we say, why isn't God talking to me? And yes, we, we still crave that God talks to us the way he spoke to Adam, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, etc. We crave that. But God does talk to us. The question is, are we opening up, are we picking up the phone and reading the message? And one of the ways Hashem talks to us is through the learning of the day. The halacha of the day, the chumash of the day, the tanya of the day, even the tehillim of the day. Hashem in His infinite wisdom can be giving multiple messages in one verse, each and every one of us, to where we are at in our life. And if we're open to, to say, okay, this isn't just, you know, like, you know, a story of a flood, but Hashem wrote this with me in my current circumstances in mind. And it is infinite, it is incredible. I mean, in, in God's indescribable wisdom, He was able to, He did that. He had me in mind. Each and every one of us is an entire universe, and the Torah was given to us, Marash Akilas Yaakov, it's our private inheritance, and it's there to guide us. And the guidance I need and the guidance you need are very different based on our life circumstances, who we are, etc. Go and explore. Now, today's Parsha, for example, is not hard for me to explore. I actually have shared this in the past, that once we went out of stage four or three uh, lockdown and came back to Shul's, I very much felt like um, the story of Noah not wanting to leave the ark. And exploring, dabbling, he sends out a dove, he sends out a raven, but he's still not sure, etc. Interesting, it happened about this time of the year that he finally, the earth finally dries up on the 27th day of the month of Cheshvan. Today is the second day of Cheshvan, 4,300 years ago. And I can ask myself, yeah, the ark wasn't perfect. Lockdown was far from perfect, but it became a new normal. And it's actually amazing, you know, I was thinking today, or yesterday actually, Rosh Chodesh was two months exactly since Shul's in Johannesburg and the Gauteng area opened up again. And time flew, time's been slow as well. It's been a serious learning curve as we went through the month of Elul and Rosh Yom Kippur, etc. And we came out of the ark into a new world and slowly but surely, you know, we're finding our feet in this new world. Two steps forward, one step back, like like life itself, it's a very complex. But I was reading today's Torah portion, and very much like Noah was talking to me, that character that like locks himself in from the from the floods of the world and then comes out and is trying to now navigate um, a new universe. And we we've all been in our arcs this year, and there's been a lot of chaos outside. There's a lot of death, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of a lot of people suffering, and you come now into out back into this world, and how do you navigate it? And Torah is a lesson book. Torah comes from the word lesson, hayra'a. It's a lesson. If you read the parsha and the parsha doesn't talk to you, then read it again with a belief that it has something for you. It's oh, it's so available to teach you something as long as you're available to learn it. You know, often people will sit there saying, gosh, if only I've known this when I was younger. 
um, like, Rabbi, like, I can't believe you just shared that insight. And no one told me it was young. And now, often that's true. But very often, it was said to you when you were younger, you just weren't listening. Like many of us, okay? Like, you know, we, we learn lessons in life. Our parents try to uh, impress on us certain lessons of life. And we just don't learn them. And one day we wake up like, why did nobody tell me? And it's like, yeah, it's there. Torah has been talking to us our whole lives. But until I don't open up the Parsha of the week and say, what are you trying to tell me, Torah? What's the message to me in my dynamics, in, in my relationship struggles, in my personality struggles, in my financial struggles, in my leadership struggles, whatever, each and every one of us with our peckle, with our package, and coming and actually saying, Toro, teach me something. I, I, I want to learn. I want to I actually get it. You'll be amazed how much insight you could get. Now, it might be a personal insight. It's not exactly the insight that's right for everybody else, but it, it, could, it, it could be there for you. It could talk to you. It, it's like, it could, it could be the click that you need in order to awaken and change perspective. So this week is the Parsha of Noach. It's a fascinating Parsha. It's not hard to dig in to find lessons, but every Parsha, whether it's stories or rules, or even if it's just technical uh, dimensions of the Mishkan, there is a lesson if you're willing to listen. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson. About to wrap up the show, I just want to introduce the final song that um, we're going to play. It's a, it's, a, it's a Hebrew song, and it's a uh, it's two two great singers singing together on, on the words that God turns to Adam in last week's parsha and says, "Ayeka, where are you?" That's really a talk to God, asking God where He is. God asking us where we are. And it's an extremely powerful, powerful, um, a powerful song that I just want to leave off. I just encourage each and every one of you to, that please God this year, besides all the brachas that we hope, a year of health and gesund and, and parmasa and abundance and marriages and happy marriages, etc., 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 should be a year of learning, a year of really growing our knowledge that we look back in a year from now and we sit there saying, wow. I've actually upped my game. This is Ayeka with Yishai Ribo and Shuli Rand on 101.9 Chai FM. Have a great day.